we streaming? Kyle, do you have the dashboard? Yeah. Can you? Did you change the title? We can always change it later, but just so they know. And we're coming back to the podcast. Hey. All right, another episode of Balls Deep Football. Welcome to the show. Whether you're watching live, whether you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, whatever, we're going to bring on in. Nappy Nap, how are you doing, brother? Are you there, son? What's Come good? On. What's good, man? Uh, another episode. We're episode seven, and I think pretty soon with the offseason coming to an end, uh, we will go weekly on this show. We've been going every other week. And uh, Kyle is back in the studio. Kyle, welcome back. Welcome back, man. Uh, Kyle was on a honeymoon. He had a wedding. We had a wedding, honeymoon. And then been traveling a little bit for the the, uh, the day gig. You know, Balls Deep Football does not pay the bills. So anyway, welcome back, brother. Talk about who's been down. So is this, is this potentially um, comeback player of the year or is this just bounce back? In- Got a couple players on there that aren't uh, fantasy related, but... Just want to look at the fantasy-related guys. Uh, what y'all think, I guess. It's the top 10 list I'm looking at from CBS, but uh, I, I just want to talk about two guys. Odell Beckham, Julio Jones. I mean, Odell Beckham. What do we know about Odell since he's been in the league? Oh, oh, sorry. We The caller said they he heard us, but we didn't hear him. Oh. See, I uh, I had that problem. I restarted and it worked fine. So anyway, we'll we'll keep going through. Sorry. Yeah. yeah Julio Jones win. as a bounce back player. Do you think he's gonna flourish? In Thank you for trying, D. Thank you for trying. Yeah, yeah. We we we've been touching on it. Um, the one thing I'll say is I'll just read. I mean, Odell. Just what I was getting at was such a polarizing player since he came in with the Giants. We knew what he was, but haters, haters, haters. They've got a lot of ammunition on this guy. Baker Mayfield plays better when Odell's not in the lineup. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. Sometimes they say Odell's fully not invested in himself and more of his brand. So just haven't haven't heard seen a, a a player like this before. You know who's underrated and overrated at the same time, man. You know, polarizing. I guess is the best word I can have. But um, before we get into you know two or three of these other players, like I mentioned, Odell, Julio. Uh, there were two other quarterbacks I wanted to throw in there too. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, so we got them up right there. Um, but I tell you. Having a comeback or being a candidate for a comeback, you got to have a little opportunity. You got to have a bad season the year beforehand, right? I mean, what's the equation for a successful comeback, for a NFL Comeback Player of the Year award? Uh, is it a gruesome injury like Alex Smith on his leg and then to come back and take a couple snaps we saw last year? Um, or is it maybe just an increase in opportunity, man? Um, and, of course, a little bit of drama. That's why I think Odell, he, he deserves to be at the top of this list right here. Uh, had that ACL last year. Um Opportunity-wise, I mean, there's a little drama mixed in there, too. Now, I wouldn't say drama, but uh, I like the fact that his LSU teammate, Jarvis Landry, is kind of the quarterback's favorite target now, when you think about it. but uh, like it. Yeah, I'm gonna try, man. Uh, I'm going to try to oh. answer this call real quick. Sorry, we're going to test this one. Oh, yeah, time. yeah. Yeah, let's test it as we go. Oh, yeah. All right. Hello, sir. Can you hear us? I'm not even getting a signal. Why am I not getting a signal? So odd. Oh. The software, and it worked fine before. So I didn't leave it in any, uh, didn't change anything on it. Oh, well. Sorry, D. Well, I appreciate it, man. Okay. We'll, uh, we'll have to work out the kinks on this. All right. Well, yeah, man, outside of that, um, 
you look at fantasy wise, think about these first, second round guys that really un- un- underperformed last year. Christian McCaffrey with the injury, I think he was on pace to kill it until, of course, uh, the ankle, then the shoulder came. Uh, the other running back I wanted to talk about was Joe Mixon. I mean, compared to the year he had two years ago, then he signed that fat contract last summer uh, to come with only 400 yards, three touchdowns. You know, he, this guy's bound for a just a comeback, you know, uh, especially with a team like the Bengals drafted a tackle. Joe Burrow, second year of the season, he's gonna he was already scaring guys with his arm. So hopefully that box is a little lighter for the Bengals when they play there especially in the division this year, that AFC North. I mean, just like everywhere else, all about running the ball. So last guy I want to touch on, man, was Saquon. We already know, shit, I think he, he might have touched the ball 20 times, maybe, maybe not even 20 times before he got injured. So uh goes back to that formula I talked about. Uh, takes an injury, takes opportunity. Uh, <laughs> it's a pretty good list they got here. Last guy mentions Dak Prescott. Of course, they have... Dak at nine and Jimmy Garoppolo at 10, as far as, you know, top 10 little bounce back candidates. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, I mean, the guy's, his whole season's full of injuries. Let's just knock this guy out of the league now. I'm done talking about him. You know, let's go back and get a, you know, let's let's go Chris Hansen. Let's go pedophile for a little bit. I, I want to pluck another little kid out of college and talk about him. I'm done with Garoppolo. You know, he, he's, he's washed up, used goods. He's, you know. So what is his contract like in the um... – can the 49ers get out of that? Uh, I don't well, know. we already know they. Yeah, we already they, know we they drafted a quarterback, right? Yeah, yeah, and um, I don't know what the contract looks like as far as that goes, but they're obviously comfortable parting ways with him. Uh, hell, it's just how long. Yeah, he took them to the Super Bowl what three years ago, but how 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 much more benefit of the doubt do you get with that until it's like okay, man, it's not like he won the Super Bowl, you know, he just got us there, so. Uh, Shanahan's talented enough coach, play caller, to where he, he doesn't have to tie himself to one one guy for more than a couple years, and I think Garoppolo's time is done. And hey, I mean, what uh, world breaking news there? We saw what they did in the draft. So, but uh, hey, Dak Prescott, you already know he's coming back. He, I think he was on pace for like six thousand yards, you know, of course before the ankle injury. And uh, you know, if it weren't for that defense playing like Swiss cheese, you know what I mean. I said something the other day uh, that that Dallas defense was historically bad last year. It was like the security guards outside of Aaron Hernandez and uh, oh Epstein cell, man. They just didn't do shit. Didn't stop nobody. Just let them do whatever they wanted to. So Dak, you know, if he gets a little more support on that side of the ball, it's like sky's the limit for this. Did uh, this D- Dak car. got paid, right? They redid his contract. They man, did... I don't actually. I don't remember if they ended Hold up paying him. I, oh, I'm pretty man, sure, like because he, he was holding out. That was a big thing, but I'm pretty sure. He got a updated contract of some kind, maybe. Uh, I want to say so. Uh, hey, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, fourth, fourth highest paid earning athlete. They did update it. Man, and yeah, let me know when you find out how much it was. But the, I mean that 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 signals happiness for guys like uh, Baker Mayfield next year, who uh, he he's coming up. Should be getting some money soon. Um, I'm not gonna say Daniel Jones yet, but I mean he's he's kind of turning that timeline where he 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 may be getting paid here soon. Uh, Carson Wentz is probably looking for that next deal. Uh, if uh, if if Carson Wentz has a great season with the Colts, like just great, do you think the the management tries to redo his contract and give him a long term deal then, or do they try to wait to see what's gonna happen with him? Yeah, I think so. And that's probably just, just the relationship, right? Frank Wright, you know, his former OC over with the Eagles. 
Um, I, yeah, I think the relationship there is tight enough. I think that was the deciding factor for once. Like, hey, man, we're going to throw you this little bit now, but it's all on you, bro. You come and perform. We have no choice but to extend you. I mean, so, it's a smart movie. But I don't even think Wentz is... Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, if you really think they're going to be uh, a franchise quarterback for you long term, it's good to kind of get it cheaper by just like, okay, we we see it, we you proved it one year versus like sitting in four years and like waiting for a Joe Flacco situation where he just hang, hung in there, hung in there, and then cashed in after a Super Bowl. It's like they had to pay him a lot more money versus like kind of doing a Jimmy Garoppolo thing. Like Jimmy Jimmy got in, and I remember it was a significant contract. I don't know the details, but it's obviously structured in a way where they can get out of it, not pay certain money X Y Z. But I remember it was. It made the news media and stuff, and people were talking about it. And they're like, oh, you, you really believe? And they're like, yeah, Jimmy's our guy. Jimmy's our guy. But now, obviously, we see uh, Kyle's got Speak something. louder, baby. What we got? What's up? What's up? Ain't paying too much for him, though. I mean, yeah. It was... So the annual, what's on the annual there, man? I'm, I got them chain guys. Zoom in a little bit. Oh, I mean, they want to let go of him before next year, I see, because his base salary jumps from, what, 9 mil to 20 mil. So, yeah, yeah. And then 31 mil. Ooh. Oh, I'm, I'm my bad. I thought we were talking about Jimmy G for a minute. Okay. Damn, Dak, four-year, 160 million. Okay. Dak is, oh, okay, and then we back to Jimmy. <laughs> Damn. Jimmy, like, what What did he do to earn that? Is that is that his shampoo commercials in that bitch, too? What the – or is that – oh, my God. Oh, my goodness, man. Jimmy Garoppolo, he took a porn star out like on a date, really? like within his oh, first year. Oh yeah, it's like when he first got signed in San Francisco. Wow. Yeah, look that up. I mean, yeah, that's what I need. I need a Niners fan to call in next time and, and tell me what, what y'all doing over there. I mean, I know y'all got forest fires and all these other problems, and y'all throwing money to Jimmy Garoppolo and shit. I know there's a water shortage or something out there too. What, what the hell's going on, man? Anyways. <laughs> Wait, what is it? Go back up. I guess oh so. yeah, let's see this. Let's 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 see it. Let's see. I'm always down to see a little TNA on there. Oh. Oh right, he went out with a porn star. Oh, that shit ain't even that. I don't know, man. That looked like a maybe Lisa Land, Lisa Ann during her uh uh nail and paling days. I mean, I th- interesting. It's gotta be like. <laughs> I remember that was they- favorite porno back in the day. Oh, nail and Sarah Palin. <laughs> what? Lisa Ann is a well-known porn star. She actually talks fantasy ball now, but right, like right. one of her like famous pornos, like in in our time, was a uh, like like recently was uh, like Nail and Palin, like back when Sarah Palin was running and shit, <laughs> running in office and shit, or she was with McCain, you know, and yeah, that yeah, political yeah. shit was going on. Yeah, yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. No. Nah, fuck that. We'll we'll say that <laughs> porno for that, next man. time. The Saints, I think the Saints would love him. Hell, I think the. But I don't know what he is now. This guy likes to talk shit about his former teammates wherever he's gone. Uh, as recent as Andy Reid, his former head coach. You know, apparently Andy Reid might have told him what he was going to get as far as touches, opportunities, and he didn't get those opportunities. So uh, I don't That's know. That's a good There's point, though. Like that he's, everywhere he's been, he's been kind of not like Terrell Owens' cancer, but he just. He complains a lot, and he always yeah, says, it's, man. it's them, not me. So now that's the Steelers, that's the Jets, and now it's Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. And the Chiefs are yeah, the Super Bowl, so 
Yeah, exactly. And outside of the Jets, whose head coach has been Adam Gase, who's now a high school offensive coordinator. You know, we knew Adam Gase was never head coach material ever since. Uh, I want to say, was he the motherfucker that drafted Tim Tebow in the first round when he was the head coach? Yeah, yeah. When no, he was no, head no, coach no. Over that, the, oh, no. That, no, that was uh, offensive coordinator for the Patriots. Oh, I apologize. What's yeah, oh, McDaniels, McDaniels. Yeah, who did get a head coaching yeah. job, you know, obviously with the Broncos. Then he went to the Rams. Yeah, that's then he right. Had the Thank whole, you, like, Beans. He had a related you know, camera espionage kind of situation got fired. Like, Oh, went back to Patriots. Yeah, that's right. That's right, man. So, um, aside from that, another running back that, Hey, just a few years ago, we thought was going to be a fucking lock stud set it, forget it. Todd Gurley. Um, I don't care who, if you can look up, let's see what Todd Gurley has been doing his, his last, his NFL career and how those numbers just declined. I mean, broke onto the scene from Georgia. We knew he had some knee problems. I think he had some knee problems in Georgia, uh, but he was so good. He had guys like Nick Chubb waiting behind him at Georgia. You know what I'm saying? And, and man, it's just had his least productive season last year. Falcons didn't want to bring him back. Lions were entertaining it, but I, I don't know who's going to jump on him now, man. Uh, one squad that CBS is saying is LA Chargers, thinking they could show him some love. Obviously, Austin Eckler's, I think, a lock there. I, who, if we can get a picture of him shirtless later, I mean, he's like chiseled, built. All I had is just these two guys. I expected they would be on the team by now. If anything, just because they're running backs. Uh, fantasy, it's worth a late round flyer. You know, what I mean, these guys are on the right couple injuries. Eleven, damn man. I mean, those touchdowns. God, man. In eighteen, he was. Just, in nineteen, oh man. What do those asterisks mean? Fart, fart, Elon Musk. Great. Okay. Thank you, honey. Bye, bye. Fart. <laughs> Sorry, I, I figured out the call situation. <laughs> the call situation has been figured out. So we, when we, if we want to bring back in, we can do it. I just, uh, I wanted to test that. So if you're listening on the podcast, just on audio, you're probably very fucking confused. Um, anyway, we're trying oh a new God. feature. You can call into the show. We're amping up this goddamn production value. Sorry. Yes, sir. Let's get it. Wait, let's move on, man. Let's see. Let's let's touch and go off this shit right, man qb competitions we've kind of talked about this a little bit you have teddy bridgewater with the broncos might be one you can look out for i don't know what the other competition around him might be you've got new orleans saints i'm i know you have a, probably notes on this i'm just going off the top of my head but you know continue please what what competition yeah do yeah you see, man yeah i wanted to segue from the saints talk last week we were like hey Taysom hill um you know me i was saying it's, it's james's to lose um let's dive right into the one you mentioned here uh the tightest one of the competitions would be uh, Teddy Bridgewater, Drew Locke. Um, don't, I, I mean, I really don't know where to go here. Teddy Bridgewater, people were thinking, hey, he was the answer. Uh, remember, I think it was a six-rounder that they they traded for him to Carolina to bring him over to Denver. So, hey, you don't trade a six-rounder for somebody, you really you know, think the Broncos thought that was the answer, though? Not no, not sure. the Broncos. I'm sorry, the fans. My bad. A lot of the fans, a lot of the chatter around the league was like, ah, oh, we got our quarterback. Let's get it. You know, it's like, I hey. guess that's looking on the bright side of things. Hey, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you've had Drew Locke these last two years and the inconsistencies there, then, I mean, yeah, I'd go for uh, Teddy Bridgewater too. What I like, though, was, hey, this competition, it, it, it's not like the Texans when it was a uh, Ryan Mallett with um, Brian Hoyer, you know, um, fighting for the opportunity to throw to D hop, you know, remember that one, everyone wanted, um, Ryan Mallett just to be <sighs> this Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Like this person behind Tom Brady. I wanted Mallett young. hard, bro. He yeah. was young and like supposedly had all the tool sets and talent. 
and he just didn't do that well in the games. But then there's all the all the off, you know, the field drama with him and O'Brien. He was lazy, like a day school, whatever. Didn't Late and shit, that. missed some shit, didn't hit snooze on his alarm, shit like that. Yeah, I wanted it, man. Six foot seven. I mean, yeah, big old white boy. I was stoked. Boy. I remember that. I thought that was like we got a guy. But I guess Josh Allen's probably the last big quarterback to kind of fill the shoes of a tall guy. So Kyle yeah. has up here Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo since we just talked about Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy. hell yeah. Yes, yes. And that's one do of them. Um, do you think that's really competition, though? Or do you think it's like, you know. I, I, I still think so. I think Shanahan's playing his um, maybe putting on the college hat here, the recruiter hat here, kind of uh, showing uh, Garoppolo some veteran respect. Um, but we know, like, hey, we, we say it. Actions speak louder than words. You know, um I don't think it's fair to give split first team reps. Somebody should be getting all the first team reps. They need to decide this shit. Uh, That's a good indicator of like, is it a true competition? Are they splitting first team reps or is it just a matter of, okay, Jimmy's got the first Trey's got the second. And then in preseason, if, if Trey overshines Jimmy, then it's whatever. But I think without even researching anything, and you probably know the answer to this, I would bet that they're doing 50, 50 cause they're going to, or even more cause they're going to, they obviously want Trey Lance to work out. They drafted him so high. They're going to give him every chance to get that starting job versus other positions where it might be like, okay, Teddy or whoever is the incumbent starter. And if you perform, everyone's job is always up for competition. But if you perform well enough, you might get someone reps and stuff. Exactly. But if you perform well enough, you'll get the job. So I think that's a really good point if, if like they're split one team reps in practice. Yep, and what? Yep, I agree, man. And what, what I really like about this list, it's outside of the New Orleans one, it's it's mostly a, a rookie versus a veteran or a young cat versus a veteran. So, uh, you know, touching off on Trey Lance, who's who's a rookie coming in this year, right? Trevor Lawrence over in Jacksonville, Zach Wilson over with the Jets, Kendall. Those guys are those aren't competitions. They're getting the key, Trey Lance. Uh, you don't draft the kid out of a North Dakota state unless you already knew he was something special to begin with. You you feel me? Um, high football like you, right? The cannon arm. I mean, high ceiling of, of any of the 2021 prospects. Uh, came out of nowhere, but hey, that's what's up. Uh, last one's New England. I think we touched on them. I, I love Mac Jones at Alabama. We talk about how it's hard to rate a Alabama uh, quarterback because the surrounding tools are just so good. Is it really him or is he just kind of like playing pass, you know, playing catch out there? Uh I think New England, they're kind of set up a similar type Alabama roster surrounding cast to whoever the starter is going to be. I think Cam Newton's got this one, though. Uh, another full year in the system. I'm just I'm hoping Cam Newton, you know, I'm hoping he's got it, man. I'd love to see him. I'd love to see Cam play. And, and it'd be I a mean, shame. The season started out OK. They, they, they had some cool yeah. um, some flashes of talent of like the team and you're like, Oh my God, look at the Patriots with Cam Newton. And then I just kind of went downhill. Pretty sure he got hurt too. So, and then, mm -hmm. so he's hungry to prove like he still got it and whatever. And you know, it. if anything, I wouldn't even compliment Cam on this one. I, it would be more of a protecting Mac Jones. You know, why risk throwing Matt Jones in the fire unnecessarily right now? I don't think new England's that type of squad anyway. You know what I mean? They're not in a hurry to do much. I, I don't know how to say that. They're not in a hurry to, uh, I guess, mortgage the future you know, to get what they need now. So we'll see what's going down there. Last one I want to hit on was Chicago Bears. And they're a little quiet. Yeah, Andy Dalton's over there. You know, we got this old local boy, old Katie Tiger. So Andy Dalton in there, I know he went there to be a starter. You feel me? Flopped on some opportunities in Dallas. Once again, it was probably the defense. But I know he went to Chicago to be the starter. Looking at that contract, 
whatever it may be. I, from what I remember, it was top dollars, you know, for somebody that was going to be a starter. And was of course, it incentive what they based, um, or was it? I don't like think so, man. Guaranteed. I, I think it was. I think it was guaranteed, and mostly for guys like this, you know, shit. He been in the league what ten, twelve years. You know what I mean? He's not gonna fuck around for an incentive type uh, salary. You know what I'm saying? He's gonna get his veteran due. So I don't know what his other offers were. So depends yeah yeah no no that's for sure um i tell you he could have an alex smith type you know renaissance season when alex smith left 49ers went to kc for a couple of years before mahomes came out the womb and started slanging in balls 60 70 yards no look passes and shit so we'll, we'll, you know we'll see there man we'll see what goes down uh that's what to look forward to at the end of this july as these camps come out to i say quarterback fantasy wise how it impacts fantasy i mean you already know i New England, they ain't got receivers. They ain't got running backs. You can't depend on the tight ends because they got two. They signed John New Smith, Hunter, Hunter Henry. That's uh, right. I don't really, you know, Chicago Bears outside of Allen Robinson uh, and David Montgomery, you're not trusting anyone else. Well, Denver okay. Broncos, they got a loaded surrounding cast. Denver Broncos got a loaded surrounding cast, but uh, – it's going to depend on who's throwing the rock here. I'm going to be more happy if Teddy Bridgewater's throwing the rock. I'm going to pick up some receivers in the PPR. I, I would I would definitely – I mean, yeah. So what do you do with these draft scenarios kind of relating back to fantasy? Uh, you, in these quarterback competitions, it could be a good thing. It could be a bad thing because the uncertainty could mean someone, Jameis Winston, falls really late and you end up picking him and then, hey, he turns out to be the starter and oh, look at all the value he got. You could pick the guy that doesn't get the job. So, how do you approach yeah, yeah. the players that you don't? Cam Newton, in theory, to protect should yourself be a... from that exposure. Hey, draft your quarterback late. That way, if it is a fuck up, you ain't hurting too bad. You didn't miss out on depth at a different position. Um, the other thing would be <laughs> this more of a league-wide thing. Your fantasy league discussion. Have that draft late. You know, some of these competitions. That's why I hate them. I don't want the competition to go through preseason. You know what I'm saying? But you need the live reps. So. Uh, that's why you kind of got a draft, uh, you know, mid mid August. Anything earlier, it's man, you never know, you know. Got yeah, I mean, that's a that's a great point. I mean, whether it's injuries or competition at any position, better waiting to the very end of the preseason so you have some idea who's the starter. Usually, not a good sign if the team hasn't decided, or the coach hasn't decided who's the starter by like you know opening day. Although we do have a shortened preseason this year, do we? Is that how we extended the, the we've, we've already talked about this. We extended the season by taking a preseason out. The season is longer this year. Yeah, yeah, it's one game longer. I don't know about the preseason. Though. I ain't gonna I lie to you, man. Yeah, it should be though, theoretically, yeah. <laughs> and then you got, a lot of, you got a lot of teams too, like we said last time, we were um, canceling, what, mini camps? They were not training. Training camp hasn't even started. No, they were, can they were uh, yeah, canceled the rest of their mini camps and OTAs uh, last month. Okay. Yeah. Because of some of those injuries happening, yeah, Niners, Philly, Delphia, uh, Philly, uh, Indy, Texans, of course. So it's almost more important. Like it, I mean, running back too is like, even if there's a competition there, it's more common that running backs run kind of like teams run like a two running back set. Uh, you know, to keep fresh legs, fresh bodies in there. So even if like it's not so much, if there's two good running backs on team, that's not a bad problem. I never feel nervous about picking like the guy who went number two because he's gonna get he's gonna get there just as much. And, but with it's just all about when you pick them, whether that's a good spot that, you know, whether you won or not, right? Whether you got value. Yeah, and with quarterbacks, right? you know, good point again, where you should already be taking quarterback late anyway. So don't be reaching for Jameis Winston. Like, Don't be the guy that's going to get – yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and they won't. It, it's That advice is more like, hey, don't be the – don't be the – 
motherfucker that gets Mahomes in, in you know at the end of the second or, or the top of the third round. Although, did you get Mahomes last year or was that was that Bob? Oh uh, yeah, I did didn't you? have him. I I drafted him okay. then I had him as a keeper. Then I think I had to lose him because you know. Oh, was... you kept him last year, yeah. So that was different, yeah. Oh, Deshaun Watson was who Bob got early, you know. And I think hey, I had I mean, some guys like that. Oh, you had or right, maybe you got him early then. Yeah, Fuck. I think last year was my first year without uh, um, Mahomes. But, oh, all right, all right. Yeah, anyway. Well, good segue into, hey, the draft strategy, what we talked about. Today, I wanted to mention something we quietly touched on last week was the dead zone. I, I read something, uh, uh, I found it on Reddit, uh, and then I checked, uh, com- yeah, kind of compared it to, like, Fantasy Pro's website on who six players they overvalued and undervalued. But uh, this running back dead zone, uh, it's rounds three through six. Apparently, some data collected over the last five years saying that uh, running backs picked in this, all the running backs, majority of the running backs picked between rounds three to six. They've been underperforming um, at least by 30% of what they were projected before the season. So uh, I guess what I'm trying to get at here is I don't give a fuck. I'm still picking some running backs and getting my building my depth three to six. But some guys like to go receivers around here, obviously. Um, hell, if you're getting an early tight end and you can wait till round three, wait. You know, in our league, I don't know. I think everyone's catching on with the tight end necessity and how important it is. I, I don't know how many tight ends are going to be left by round three or four, honestly. Here's another uh, interesting stat. It says, uh, what we got here? Wide receivers score more fantasy points than running backs at every point in the first 10 rounds. Oh, so say that heard... one again, Kehu. Mm-hmm. Uh, wide receivers score more fantasy points than running backs at every point in the first ten rounds of the fantasy draft. Oh my gosh! But it, it's all, but uh, man, that, that is scary reading that because I just value running backs and I disrespect receivers so much. But I guess there's just there's plenty more receivers to come from. You can get that production from, right? What's that? Yeah. Well, okay, so what, mm-hmm. yeah. Back. What's up? What the hell is yeah? What we got here? Oh, just a little comparison. Oh, yeah, those that list of players. Okay, so these are, okay, these are guys drafted within three to six, and then what they ended up finishing. Ah, okay, I like it. So out of those seven, eight first names you got there, okay, who you got? Chris Carson, David Johnson, Todd Gurley, Jonathan Taylor, Le'Veon Bell. Those first five guys. These guys are drafted in the fifth round or in the third round. Uh, that decimal number is, I guess, the overall they were picked. So Chris Carson, 3.02. He was second pick in the third round. They still all finished damn near outside the – damn near almost outside the top 20, except for Jonathan Taylor, who got his opportunities for the Colts. I was going to say, on another fantasy podcast or something I was listening to, they one guy talked about his strategy. It was like, you know, running back, running back, tight end or something, but then he just goes wide receiver crazy, and then he'll swing back around to the, the running back later. So it's like – you can stockpile all these wide receivers who, by the stats that Kyle was just telling us, might get more points. You can always flip them because you'll have like a stockpile of, you know, wide receiver hosses. And because there is great depth, but yeah, I guess it really depends on where you are. It's a lot of this really is what's your position in draft, playing to that strength of that, you know, spot. If you have if you're doing snake draft like us and you're at the very top, usually that's where you can be more get the best running back. You know, you go for positions where there's a big drop off. We talked about, I think that's how I think usually when I draft, it's like, what's the drop off? You know, what's the talent for tight end like this year, especially yeah. if I can run two tight ends. So it really depends on your league, your, your scoring mechanisms and so forth. So it's kind of hard hey. to give fantasy advice. Most people, I think though, 
we do very common fantasy rules. We do snake draft. Some people get really crazy. Yeah, some people get really crazy with their. I like how ours is like it's the little, the little wrinkles of like you can run two tight end sets because it's almost like that's teams actually use that kind of approach in the real world. Mm-hmm. They they will run two tight ends on the goal line or whatever you have you Rob Gronkowski, Rob Gronkowski or Aaron Hernandez back in the day. Yeah, throwback. Yeah, 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 man. And I I'm hoping we can add a third receiver this year or not this year probably, but you know in the years to come. But don't we have the third year we have uh, no, we only have two. Two receivers, two running backs, and then uh, tight end and, and that flex, which you the like. The weird ones are like when people run like two quarterbacks. That's kind of like, I don't know why you do that. It sounds hey, it's crazy, man. I mean, people get bored and they want to, you know, we've, we've been playing fantasy for how long? Our league's almost 15, 15 years old now. So it's like. It's like when gotta... sex gets boring, you got to do some kinky shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Shit. Um... Bring that mayonnaise in here with me. <laughs> 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 shit. Draft strategy. So what's your draft strategy? Let's say you're, I think the worst spot for draft, I don't know. I feel like I've done, I've been in all these positions where either at the very top of like, you know, a snake draft, you're number one, you're number 12 at the bottom or you're in the middle. Yeah. The middle that, that's how I love it too. The middle I, one's I love kind of to, hard, uh, mm-hmm. but you usually can get, it's like, a, you usually always have good players to choose from where it's like, again, the top of the draft, you might pick the best two or three, but then like by the time you get the fourth round in a 12 man league, it really starts to dry up. and you, So you have like this big drop off and usually it's like go wide receiver. So if you're at the top for me, so I, go, go, yeah, go ahead. I, Sorry. Oh no, I would say, yeah, you match it up with your personality pretty much on, on if you have the option to, cause first I'll say this um, for those that have the option to pick their position, whatever your uh, draft ritual is, you know, we do a little Royal rumble, you know, simulate Royal rumble. We all pick a, a, a character like Donald Trump, Scorpion, James Harden, Batman, Santa, and we put them in, and uh, <laughs> B-Mac, he, he simulates it. And then whoever wins out of that, that order of elimination, they get to pick where they're picking. It's not like the guy at the end is getting the number one pick. If he wants the number one, he gets it. If he wants 12th, if he wants seven. So what I'm trying to get at is, hey, if you're comfortable with reaching, I love reaching. I love reach arounds. So it's like I don't mind picking a motherfucker early. So I like – so therefore I like the back-to-back picks. I agree with you, Beans. I like to get either one or two or 11 or 12. That way I'm right back in it in the next round. And on that back-to-back, I can go reach early and guarantee to get my guy. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, hey, that can come to bite you, you know, bite you in the ass too. The back-to-back, like going like 12 and then you know the last pick, last pick of the first round, first pick of the second round, uh, that's usually when you get your, your two running backs every time. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Get, get my two running yeah. backs there. So like if you hey if, if if you're if you like to go top heavy if you like to have one running back and then I don't know you got real confidence in your skills to where you know you're gonna or you're gonna depend on that waiver wire midseason to fulfill that second running back then maybe you flirt around more of the three to five position range because you get that first guy a Dalvin Cook uh, you know a top tier one guy and you're not gonna come back around until shit overall pick twenty three or twenty four. The rest of the running backs are gone, so now you probably get your next receiver. As opposed to what you say, you at the back end, 11 or 12, you get the back-to-back. Instead of a Christian McCaffrey, you can get a Austin Eckler, Josh Jacobs. You know what I'm saying? A Aaron Jones. Oh, shit. Uh, man, went blank. <laughs> Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, But, yeah, man, uh, that's, that's – I just, I just suggest people – 
yeah, let's see what you got here. I say suggest people look up that dead zone theory and see how if it fits into your agenda. Run back dead zone. What are you showing? What we got? What we got? K Okay. Oh to shit! Who? According to who? Uh, Justin Ochoa. Okay. With Stack.com. Is this some? Oh, wait, Justin Ochoa? Is, Ochoa? Ochoa? Is this American football? Oh, okay. All right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's fucking with you. <laughs> yeah, you always go late. So it says round oh. one, running back or right away. That's not. You can't say. I feel like this is really distilled. Yeah, it's like you can do yeah, running yeah, back yeah. or wide receiver. Like, no shit, we've been talking about that. Like, be specific. <laughs> like, yeah, that's a terrible fucking article. Bad source, Kyle. Oh, it's all right. We're, we're gonna get the balls deep website up, and we're gonna we'll have better articles than this shit. What, what's like? What should you draft round one? Uh, running back, wide receiver, or quarterback, or whatever tight end. It's like all the options. Oh man. All right, yeah. man. I, I wanted to end on uh, Nikhil Harris. I really want to just talk shit about Ooh, his age. Of course, agent. yes. Okay, so all I know is that uh, this wide receiver from the Patriots has apparently asked for a trade. People were really stoked. You were pretty. I think you were uh, excited even about his potential on the Patriots, and we never saw him really. I think he injuries or just being a rookie. Yeah, yeah. What's up? What, what did yeah, you man. Uh, you know, first of all, he was at ASU, Arizona State University. Not like he played a lot of top-tier competition, you know, Pac-10. Uh, you, you get some good DBs out of Pac-10, but then you get some flops. Uh, damn, it just sounded like I wrote from that article, running back or receiver. But what I'm saying, hey, I love that first look at the body, right, 6'4", 225. Uh, but just just had a slow to pick up the playbook. Um, to, if you want to get away from the cliche, then injuries. His rookie year, he just wasn't available. I just hate how his agent kind of worded, came out and said he's going to request a trade. Says his agent claimed that he had been working with the Patriots to get Nikhil Harris more opportunities the last two years. You know, specifically said, I don't know, Kehu, if you can pull up what his agent said. Something along the lines of like, he's only had 86 targets or catches in the last two years, and that's not enough for him to it's like showcase. A- it sounds like the parent calling because their kid didn't play enough on the field. Yeah, man. I mean, exactly, the, only, the only reason man. he must be calling because his contract must be in, I mean, incentive based. It usually is for like I guess young rookies and stuff, right? Like you're not going to throw him a bunch of money. So yeah, yeah. Agents complain so, because if he doesn't get those targets, he doesn't get paid. Blah blah blah. All that shit. Mm-hmm. But motherfucker, you can't get targets if you miss most of your rookie season. You know, to say 86, 86 over two years isn't bad if you didn't have one year. You know, that's essentially. Oh, there we go. There we go. Yeah. So apparently, is this the tweet? Okay, yeah. I'll pull up the tweet. For the past several months, I have been working in co- uh, cooperation with the Patriots behind the scenes to put a plan into place. Okay, yeah, yeah. So they're put agents basically saying, I'm talking to the Patriots, and we're putting a plan in place to make sure uh, this guy thrives in New England. Through two seasons, he's had 86 targets. The Patriots had – they drafted a dominant – Okay, so they, it's like, yeah. He's basically and then now, now skip everything else and go to the bottom. All right, so you read that part, 86 targets. What did you just click on? I tried to bring up the tweet because it was just a... Uh, oh, nice, nice. Oh. Word. All right. But yeah, and then, uh, and then it, at the bottom he says, Nikhil understands that, you know, to get success it takes opportunities, and he missed most of his rookie season. So it's like the agent just kind of answered his own, what he was bitching about. He kind of answered himself. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Uh, understands a key ingredient to production is opportunity. He will continue to work 
hard to develop it. So why is this even a story? And refine his craft after missing a large portion of his rookie year due to injury. That right there. It's not a story. It's just more of like an agent kind of fumbling through his words. You know, he's trying to sell his uh, he's trying to sell his guy, and they kind of put thumbs down on the Patriots for not giving him uh opportunities at the same time but then at the end he acknowledges that well my client was also hurt and missed his rookie year so i mean come so on 86 targets yeah yeah 86 <laughs> targets ain't bad for two years when when one of those years don't even count you know uh i mean this was a quick touch and go i would say hey some potential suitors uh, fantasy wise you know what i mean kansas city they're still looking for a big body type guy like this 6'4, 225 seattle seahawks outside of uh they got dk metcalf who's probably identical to these stats, but they've also got a small shifty guy in Tyler Lockett. So do they want to pair up some sort of twin towers type bullshit with this Chicago bears? We touched on earlier, Allen Robinson outside of him. Uh, they got some short ass running backs in Tariq Cohen and uh, David Montgomery. Um, they've got a, a, a kid named Mims, I think who tank was high on last year, the year before. So I think this receiver's in his sophomore junior year now. So hopefully he bounces back, but that's and Baltimore the spots that need wide receiver help. Yeah. There he goes. Think- Nikhil Harry here. Yeah, yeah, I think, Kyle, did you, is this the article about potential uh, landing spots uh, okay. of the teams? No, this is the same one. Okay. No, that's all good. That yeah, hell yeah. Appreciate it, bro. Shit. Last thing yeah. I want to say, uh, the, the one thing, you know, we got to mention Texans every now and then, but uh, people are already linking to kill Harris to come to Texans uh, because, you know, former New England personnel, Nick Casario, now our general manager. Uh, I I don't know. Hey, how, how would you build your receiver room, guys? You want all different types of receivers? As far as body wise, skill wise, do you like to have the same? Would you prefer to have the same guys? Mm. You know what I mean. Uh, I'm gonna miss, uh, you know, it, I'm gonna miss it, but we didn't see it that much because he was always hurt. Will Fuller, you know, you I feel like you always gotta have a speedster, someone who can just like take the top either, off. Whether take the top off or do like a, a screen and just be shifty. I don't know. That that is a oh, little bit too. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's too different. Uh, sometimes you can have like small, tiny, explosive guy who can be shifty behind like a screen or take the top off in some ways sometimes they're just straight take the top off like randy moss right he was just long strides fast but he wasn't a shifty guy behind like the line of scrimmage or anything yeah 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 andre johnson you know was just check all the boxes in his prime he's physical yeah, you gotta man. have a physical receiver to get across the the you know the linebackers in the center there although it's yeah so I, yeah a guy that's gonna want to catch the ball willingly over the middle yeah mm-hmm. and, and the reason i ask you that is i think the texans already have a guy in a nikhil harris mode uh nikhil harris mode uh we we moved up in the draft to get a nico collins out of michigan big body type guy 50 50 balls so i don't see a nikhil harris i don't see a need for him over here you know what i'm saying um we already got the number one guy in brandon cook so a lot of people locally local sports radio uh 0610 not even showing love respect to uh i think brandon cooks is is still what he is man um i got online last year talked a lot of shit about the concussions he had but outside of that um he performed 1100 yards this year uh yeah with the question mark at quarterback though who knows you know we need all the help we can get so Hey, and you know, it is a reason he was traded three times for, for first rounders each time. Right. I mean, the kid has bounced around, man. Uh, uh, Brandon Harris, uh, Brandon cooks. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's it, yeah. baby. I think, I think that's, you know, it's oh. shit, man. Last month without football, man. And, uh, the news is definitely going to start picking up. So yeah. So we'll start cranking up the show to be more weekly and then we'll have more to talk about and, I know I'm excited for the new season, but until then, what's happening? What's happening? What's up? Do we, I mean, I don't know. Do we ease in or would you get the lube? 
Um, you do whatever you want. It's sports let, It's free for all. Let's okay. Who start looking up some nasty shit? I I I'll start it off though. Uh, let's start with Loki, man. I mean, spoiler alert. I don't even know. K who don't fuck with you? Fuck with Loki? No, he don't fuck with Loki. Alright, I'll just say this and it's without it being spoiler. Go watch that bitch, right? Yeah. <laughs> Go watch that bitch. Yeah, man. It's definitely the... I had uh, a... Uh... Go ahead. Go ahead. Now I was going to say, uh, I just like Marvel's format to where they just get fans stirred up and talking online. And sure enough, I know they got access to this shit. They're reading all the fans' comments. And I'm sure they're, they're probably changing some shit up as we go. Like, oh, damn, these motherfuckers figure something out. <laughs> Let's take it out. It's, it's, I always like to hear about the like, the extent that they go to hide their secrets, especially when they like shoot, uh, shit, whether it's movie or these Disney Plus series, they have to shoot them out in the open, and uh, people see it like paparazzi. People like put together. They're like that's just a risk they do by like trying to shoot it scene in New York and things like that. But otherwise, they try to keep it really low key. Some uh, low key for Loki. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, this one I don't think they had that problem because obviously it's all like green screen or whatever. Actually, I saw with the Mandalorian, Disney's doing this a lot. They're not even using green screen anymore. It's like LED backgrounds. So it's like the technology has gotten so good where they can have like a live background on set. Live so CGI. They, yeah, so the actors can respond to oh it stuff. So they're not just like God. having to be in a green oh. room. Like right now, we're just and in like, a green room. Like maybe yeah, maybe. yeah. By the way, hey, great man. book collection behind you. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to uh, uh, Yao's bitch ass. Got me all these books from China back here. So I'm just letting them. I'm just letting them. I'm just letting them air out and shit so that that Wuhan doesn't catch me. You know. What you I have mean? to put up your trophies. I know you'll be on the move soon. So pretty soon you can have your trophies and your memorabilia up. Oh um, yeah, man. Yeah. So Loki. Hey, one thing I'll cool, say man. off Loki. Yeah, go ahead. Six episodes. Apparently, there's been a, a an obvious color theme, whether it's throughout the episode or just at the beginning or in. Uh, there's been a different color theme every week. This is just me reading, you know, trying to figure out theories and what other fans have eagle-eyed. Uh, what do you feel about that, man? Six episodes, Besides six Infinity green? Stones. Six Infinity Stones, and they think oh. in each episode like, has a theme centered around the stone and that particular power. So, hey, man. It. Yeah, it's just it's kind of uh, funny how they've made Infinity Stones like worthless in this whole like Loki um, scenario. Just with that oh, whole, yeah. whole, whole timeline, like they're above like the universe or some some shit. Yeah, so, this like, whole time we were thinking about those stones, and now that yeah, where they are now, it's like, well, they, they, we use this as paperweights. They're nothing. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I found a little abbreviation here made up on the on the fly. Don't know if it'll stick. Uh, fall, you know, fall time. We all look forward to fall time football. Right now it's not fall. We in off season, obviously, but fantasy assault league leaders fantasy assault league leaders and this isn't just football uh trevor bauer you know we don't fuck with baseball right but apparently this dude's got some nasty type of a uh, got a bitch right now suing him she already said it was consensual sex but she specifically said i didn't consent to two black eyes getting passed out and getting choked out so the reason i bring up this dude he's the dodgers pitcher and this guy was heavy on shitting on the astros after that banging on a trash can type shit came out so i'm glad uh He's uh, getting his fall now from Grace. Darius Geis, uh, old-time running back for the Redskins. Apparently he – you know about this, how his LSU days, he was like hollering at a, a old security guard. No. <laughs> like back in the Superdome. I don't know. I guess he was like, I love to fuck older women. <laughs> Darius Geis goes to this like 80-year-old, you know, African-American security guard lady. Like I love older women like. We fucking after the game. We fucking after the game. Anyway, a couple years later, yeah, I guess she comes out with this domestic assault. What you got there, Kahu? Yeah, this is it right here. 
if you can find the quote from that old lady, it goes something like, motherfucker, I, I'm your grandma's age. Like, don't talk to me like that. <laughs> oh, man. That's disgusting. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. It's, you know, it's quiet right now. We talked, I think we hit on cancel culture last time. A lot of people yeah. hate LeBron, man. Y'all, I, I guess I'm... I'm indifferent. I don't love him. I don't hate him. But he, people either jump and take a bullet for that motherfucker, or they just love to shit on LeBron, man. What I found out on on my last few days, you know, scourging Twitter. Uh, yeah, people. Uh, the I don't know. I feel like people. It's kind of like the Jeff Gordon kind of thing. People don't like him in terms of how much he succeeds or what he does. I don't know. I don't, it seems like a nice guy. Sometimes he says some stupid shit in the media, though. Like he should just like shut up. He's done some embarrassing yeah, things yeah, there. Yeah. But as a player, he's fun to watch and. I think it, it, it's more just hate because people like to hate on that he tries to achieve so much that, I don't know, there's there's so many reasons to hate him, whether he's so great, whether you want to be a Michael Jordan fan, whether he says stupid shit in the media. I mean, yeah. there's plenty of reasons to hate, hey, hate somebody. He... Not uh, maybe Shaq was the guy that, maybe Shaq was the guy that started, but, I mean, LeBron is, they, these guys are smarter with their money now, and that might be why everyone hates it, because it's just the rich are getting richer. They're investing in movies and things like that now, investing in soccer teams like that. You know, we're not getting any more Vince Youngs where the restaurant went out of business, and that's it. You know, here I from, feel like the know. whole um, decision thing with the Miami Heat, you know, when he was going there, like the fact that he started it, yeah. made that so big. I feel like that's that was a big moment when people just like hate on LeBron ever since then. Like they just don't mean much of a reason. And now they can so, hate him uh, like his fucking kid or some shit. Stupid. My, my folks never went to my shit, like, as far as football games, band concerts and shit. But, uh, man, I even when I coach Little League and shit during college, like, to see, hear the parents yelling in the stands, it's just it's so embarrassing, man. It's funny as fuck. But I, I don't know. Uh, what LeBron did uh, last week or got in the headlines for, what was he, he was roasted for, uh, he was at his son Bronny's basketball game in – a high school stadium in Ohio named after LeBron because I think LeBron built the fucking basketball uh, arena. He yelled at the PA announcer, uh, you know, commentating on the game. The announcer says something like, Oh, Bronny, Bronny uh, James with uh, another foul call. You know, he's going to get those calls in here. This is dad's building or something like that. And hey, LeBron like stopped the game. What? Like, <laughs> Yeah, he, like, stopped the game, went over the barricade, and, like, went to the PA and, like, started talking to him. And, you know, people are like, bro, why are you stopping the game? Like, you know, you calm down and shit. But I think the PA announcer went over line there. No, uh, for sure. Went, he for know. sure did. But, like, yeah, LeBron yeah. should have, like, let the game go on and then afterwards be like, look here, motherfucker. Just, yeah. yeah. Stupid. Or just, like, had him get fired. He probably has that power. He could just be like, hey, fuck this guy. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you have a... Why do you have that photo up? <laughs> of me. Oh. Uh, I, I don't, it's very, yeah, it's very creepy. I'm sure we can get it, bro. Yeah, pull that up if you can. It's, I mean, it's, it's an interesting one. It's you know, Tim, you know, in his. No. Oh yeah. <laughs> you scrubbed it. Yeah. So uh, the other um, LeBron critique was apparently in game one of the finals, uh, two nights ago. He was like seen like just cheering like a fangirl to uh, CP3. You know, Chris Paul finally made his first finals. Holla at him, people 16 are, years in the I, league. That's the funny thing. People are like ecstatic for Chris Paul. Like it, I yeah. hear more stories about Chris Paul than I do about like, the teams themselves. But yeah, uh, man, I'm I'm, I mean, I'm I'm not happy for him too. Especially, I, I know he he got hurt and stuff, but uh, uh with the Rockets and and we really needed him there, but didn't work out. So I I think here it's a bad look because LeBron. 
got eliminated. His Lakers got eliminated by CP3. <laughs> so the fact that he's just turning around and cheering on the guy that, you know, put his team to rest, you know. Oh, you got to pull it up? I'll be right back. Hold up. Where are you going? I'm here. I'm here. Oh, he's here. He just, he's going to go grab a book. I'm here. Yeah. He's going to grab a book from his archives. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I heard some music. Oh, so they scrubbed it, huh? LeBron didn't want no one to see it now, huh? Oh, your screen isn't repainting. It's just a weird-ass picture of me. Crooked-ass teeth. <laughs> it's a very, very disturbing picture. I don't want to even share it. Uh, yeah, everywhere I say it's, uh, it's no longer available. That's the power of LeBron, baby. Yeah, yeah. on YouTube. What's up with Britney Spears, man? Should this bitch stop? Uh, should, should, I mean, what's up it's with her, It's kind of crazy. Uh, I haven't been following the story. We don't need to go into detail on it, but like, I think the overall is the judge denied the fact that her father controls every aspect of her life or something. I mean, just, that, that's just weird. It's like the circumstances, if you, you told anyone in the street, they'd be like, yeah, she's a grown-ass woman. Do whatever she wants with her money, life, body, mm -hmm. whatever. But it's just legal weird shit that was put in place when she was like 16 that's been the way forever. Now she's a grown-ass woman, married, kids, all that, and she still can't control. It wasn't when she was 16, though. It was when, like, she started shaving her head bald and shit, and she had first oh, got yeah, those yeah. Uh, babies that's, that's, with uh, Kevin Federline and shit. Um, but, yeah, uh, naming her father, naming her father the conservatory. He's been wrecking in dough. Uh, he's chilling, like, in a uh, trailer outside of Louisiana right now, just just chilling, just getting money. I think he made $1.6 off of Britney's Las Vegas shows uh, the last couple years. Um, because he gets a percentage of all that, you know, obviously I guess the conservatory role takes care of all the funds and everything. Right. Apparently she can't even have a baby. You know, she got, she got some sort of mechanism, some sort of jaws of life in that, but JJ to where, <laughs> yeah, you know, straight up dog. Like it's funny as fuck, but like, you know, there's going to be some woman out there that, you know, yeah, it's my body, my shit, you know, and that's, that's, that's pretty tough, man. I'll tell you what. That's crazy. The other thing was her sister, Jamie Spears. I, I just saw an article. Article. This bitch says she broke, but she's also getting a percentage on shit. So I, I don't. I don't know what's going on. That whole Spears family's fucked up. Justin Timberlake. He got out when he could, man. Good for him. Never yeah. Jessica Biel. Very good. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I don't. I don't really have anything else besides. I mean, those are great topics, but. Um... Hey man, it was good. I, I like it. Uh, we'll try to tighten down the show for next time. You feel me? Yeah. We finally figured um, out the phone, even though D called in twice. We did get it. Like my wife called yeah. in, and, and I did figure it out. So we're good. We're ready to go. So bring your questions. Next yeah, time. yeah. We'll figure it out. But um. Yeah, man. We need. That's exactly what we need. Now, now's the time to ask them. You know, everybody's drafts kicking off in August. So hopefully, people watching appreciate the love. But we need more now from y'all. We we can't just have your eyes now. I need your mouth now. I need your brain. I need all that nasty shit. So come on. Dynasty League, Daily Fantasy League, whatever the fuck it is, you know? That's a good point. I mean, I think it'll be easier when the season gets going. So we're kind of really running out of steam with the offseason. There's not a lot of offseason news right now because people are canceling mini camps. Training camp hasn't even started. Has when is training camp? Started? No, no. Soon. No, no. And end, end of July, two, three weeks. Yeah, yes, sir. Okay, we're, we're close. All right, man. Well, um, thanks for coming balls deep with us tonight, Kyle. Thanks for being back. And uh, Okay, who back, baby? Let's get it. Yeah. All right, peace, peace.